Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You don't need eyes to see. Joseph P. Brenner, what's a P stand? Pussy. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. Once again, I have my buddy Johnny with me. What's up, everyone? And on this episode, we're going to do a trilogy. Yes, sir. No, uh, part one, part two, part three kind of episodes. No, fuck that. We're going to do a whole trilogy right now, tonight, in one of the weirdest fucking trilogies I've ever seen in my entire life. We're talking about the Mimic trilogy. We're going to be first off, obviously, we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about 1997's Mimic. The Strickler's disease came to New York like a thief in the night. It was deadly, threatening to steal an entire generation of our children from before our eyes. <sighs> Since it has proven to be virtually immune to chemical control, we had to find a new avenue of attack. We recombined DNA to create a biological counteragent. We call it the Judas Breed. Three years ago, a team of brilliant scientists found a way to stop a deadly disease. The cure they created has taken on a life of its own. So you think your little Frankenstein's got the better of you? There's some weird shit here. Lots of it. They all died in the lab. But you let them out. Evolution is a way of keeping things alive. Sometimes an insect will evolve to mimic its predator. A fly can look like a spider. A caterpillar can look like a snake. They are breeding. Whatever it becomes, it destroys. Peter, these are lungs. Yesterday, it became human. If that thing has been around, I know nobody's ever seen it. I think we have. You see the size of that thing? 
And this is uh, Gamil de Toro. And I think this is his first American movie, like English-speaking movie. I didn't look it up, but I'm pretty sure this is his first one he did. But um, this was um, this was one that I was really interested in uh, when I was a kid. I don't know about you. What was the first time you saw us and what did you think and all that stuff? Uh, first time I watched this, it was actually on the Sci-Fi Network. Late at night, oh, really? it was either okay. sci-fi or it might have been on HBO or something. I was at my grandparents' house. All right, and, all right. And uh, watched it there, and I remember I I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, um, I just looked it up just now. This is his very first uh, American-speaking film, English-speaking film. The first uh, went Kronos, then went to Mimic, and then went Devil's Backbone. This is weird. He did. Kronos, Mimic, The Devil's Backbone, then Blade 2. Very strange. Um, but, um, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm the same with you. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I've never seen the trailers for it, and I remember I was excited about it. It was different. It looked weird, creepy. And um, before we actually get into it, let me read the synopsis here, just in case anybody's not seen this movie. Um, let's see. All right. Three years ago, entomologist... Dr. Susan Tyler genetically created an insect to kill cockroaches carrying a virulent, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, virulent disease. Now the insects are out to destroy their only predator, mankind. Pretty bad synopsis, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, that's what we have there. Uh, basically, uh, I guess roaches are carrying basically what is it, like the Black Plague, like yeah. a new version of it. Um, and they, uh, and uh, Marina, uh, Marina Servino creates like the she creates the judas breed um which c- kind of like excretes the swords like foam shit that roaches eat off these roaches eat off of and like speeds up their metabolism makes them basically eat themselves to death right yeah um a really cool premise though right yeah originally i thought the i thought maybe the the stuff that comes out of them came out when they died or something like that, hmm. but no, I guess it was just something they secreted whenever it was like a normal thing. Yeah, what it looked like. yeah, that's what I thought so too. I mean, um, it was, I just uh, going back, I haven't seen this for a long time. I don't know about you, it's been yeah. a while for me, very long time for me. Um, I gotta say, for straight off the bat, HBO Max's copy of this looks like shit, it's, it's <laughs> ugly, like it's, you know what I mean? Well, I. That's one of those things where I don't know if it's their copy or if it's all like because it would have been. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, we discussed at this, you know, after you had watched it, they also have the director's cut. Yeah, we need to get into that, too, because I didn't watch that because I just I had just finished watching it. And I was like, man, yeah. I'm not going back. I'm not going back right now. So, yeah, they also had the director's cut on there. And I mean, from what I saw, I watched some trailers like for the director's cut. And it was just like, obviously, because the director's cut was newer it just looked like the footage was more in high def, I guess, because hmm. the only trailers you could really find were older trailers of Mimic. So I don't know how much different 
they hold off. But yeah, I mean, it to me, it, it had that same aesthetic as most of the movies around this time probably still have when you watch them on HBO right. or anything like that. They had the, um, this is like, it's like a, like a kind of looks like a David Fincher movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like an like an early David Fincher movie, like looks kind of like something Seven. Speaking of Seven, is very Seven like credits at the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. With the I I love the score to the movie. Love the score. Uh, Mario Beltrami. Um, if you guys want to look him up, he's the dude. Some tons of like really cool scores. Um, like a lot of like iconic scores he's done. Uh, but um, yeah, he's done a ton of scores. Um, but um, we find out after. After this, the opening scene is like three years later, um, and uh, you uh, there's some. I don't know what Marina Servino's doing. Uh, I, I guess she's still an entomologist, entomologist. But um, yeah. some kids, some homeless kids, bring her. Uh, she like pays uh, pays for like uh, insects, dead insects and whatnot. And uh, she they bring her this box, uh, and it's got this. It's, it's basically the Judas breed. It had evolved. It has evolved. It's huge. It's like I don't know, like three or four foot long or whatever. And uh, she finds out that uh, basically that they're breeding and they're evolving. And um, yeah, shit, shit hits the hits the fan pretty quick, man. Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned to you when you know after I, I guess as I was watching the first movie or after, I completely forgot the movie was about giant cockroaches. <laughs> I thought it was like I knew like it had to do with cockroaches in the beginning, but right, I thought right. maybe it was like mutated people or something. I couldn't mm-hmm. in my head like it's funny because I watched the trailer for it, and in the trailer they show a full on cockroach, you know, running at them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, I was like, oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird you forgot about that because it's never left my brain ever. I'm like. Yeah, the bit, uh, yeah, Del Toro's uh, big cockroach movie. Yeah, that's good. I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, uh, I forget how much I love uh, Mina Savino. She's great, great actress. Kind of mm-hmm. doesn't really do too much really anymore. Like not like big theatrical stuff anymore, which is a shame because I really like her. Um, you have young Thanos in here, <laughs> Doc oh, yeah? himself, baby boy. Um, what's his name? Uh, the cop, I love that cop. Charles S. Dutton. Yeah, Charles S. Dutton, like him a lot. Yeah, he was. I think he was my favorite person in the whole film. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, he's he's really good. He's um. I mean, besides Marina Savino, um, I guess you can say a little bit with uh, Chewie. Uh, nah, no, Chewie's dad's got. He's kind of an interesting guy, but like, there's only like really two characters in the whole movie. It's Marina Savino and it's Charles S. Dutton. He's like a side character, but. He actually feels like he's got like depth to him. I guess, yeah, yeah because I mean, you, you know so much history about the train, the subway systems, and shit like that. Yeah, I mean, you really only have like other than the people that are walking around. There's only really six or seven people with lines, including a young Norman Reedus. <laughs> like, did you really? did you see him? Yeah, no, he's the guy that finds he's the guy that finds the the bug in the sewer. Oh. The one. The one that shows them the body of the bug. Are you sure that's Norman Reedus? A hundred percent. I even right. looked it up oh after my I God, saw you him. You are right. After I saw him, I was like, "Man, that guy looks just like Norman Reedus." In my head, I was trying to picture a time frame, and yeah. I looked it up, and I was like, "That is him!" Holy crap! Holy shit! Because I, I, I was like, I was like, I'm, uh, I saw him, 
And I'm like, well, it looks a lot like he's acting like Norman, Norman Reedus and shit. I'm like, it looks mm-hmm. like him, but it doesn't, I'm not, I don't think it's him. I didn't look it up, but I'm glad you sort of confirmed that. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. It, ma- it made me think in my head, like, I don't know if him and Del Toro did a, a bunch of things together. I know he's in Blade 2. Blade 2, I know, yeah. Wait, yeah, Blade 2 is the one. Yeah. So... Yeah, a lot yeah. of great, um, a lot of great practical effects in here. That bug they find, uh, that Norma's Reedus uh, finds, a cool looking bug. Um, I like the idea of them, uh, these uh, Judas breed evolving and becoming, you know, bipedal and mm-hmm. sort of not re- basically um, create a show that looks kind of like a face, but it's not really a face. And I like that. It's really, it's a really cool idea. It's just a very Del Toro movie, though. Like, like the, you know, this sort of like, kind of Frankenstein's monster thing. Yeah, I, I know he likes that. He, he's, he, he's really into that. It's uh, like, you know, the Shape of Water with the Fish Man and, um, what's the other one? Uh, uh kind of like Chronos. Chronos is about like, uh, it's not a va- They're not really vampires, but kind of like vampires. But it's like a, a machine that kind of. Uh, infects you with sort of some sort of vampirism you just have to drink blood but he he likes that you know i know he's a big fan of like pinocchio like the pinocchio story and stuff like that and i think the his new movie come his new movie he's working on right now is pinocchio yeah it's supposed so, to be i think netflix is that where it's gonna hit okay yeah I know. um but um this, we me and you discussed this before this is the first time we ever saw kids get killed in the fucking theatrical movie yeah and it's still pretty brutal Oh, it's very brutal. It's more brutal than I remember. Yeah. And when I saw it. So that's one of those things like I remember that whenever Mimic comes up in conversation, because, you know, it's a daily conversation, obviously. <laughs> right. Yeah. That. uh, Between us, know, the, for sure. Yeah. The one thing that always stuck out to me, the two things I remember the most from this, like going into this that I remembered was the kids getting killed. And then. uh the Leonard him like bleeding on the train bleeding on the what bleeding when he's on the train oh right yeah 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 that's that's a, it's interesting like um watching all three of these movies they all have this um they all just all seem to have a certain element like this one certain element to them mm-hmm. which is the siege element you know eventually they get down in the subway and they all hide in a subway car and the bugs attack them and then in part two, they're in a school and they're being attacked from the inside or attacked from the outside, whichever, like the CDC. And three, you have an apartment building. So it was like everything has like a, uh, has this one aspect to it, which is this sort of siege thing. Um, I'm trying to, well, I mean, no one's fighting at all in part three, but we'll get to it. But but uh, part two, you know, has that sort of fighting off the bugs from the inside or from the or people from the outside or whatever. But um, it just it's an interesting thing to, for some reason, keep through keep in vain throughout all three movies. This one fucking thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they do it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, you know, uh, uh, no one's safe in this movie. Anybody could fucking die. Who fucking knows? Oh yeah, I I like. Uh... I like the fact that, you know, I guess in most horror movies it happens, but like certain characters you think are about to get out of danger get killed off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, even even in front of their own children. And... <laughs> right, right. Um, well, we got to talk about funny shoes, man. Um, that that's a that's that's a it's a 
it's something that doesn't really hold up for me in this movie. <laughs> so, okay, so a funny thing I'm going to bring up, and I didn't tell you this before. So right. that night when I watched Mimic, the first mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. I went to bed and, you know, me and her are asleep or something like that. She's playing on her phone. I wake up in the middle of my sleep and I'm asking her if the cockroach guy has walked down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't remember any of this, but she told me the next morning. Oh, really? So, so, so yeah, cockroaches, baby. <laughs> she, she's like, yeah, you were talking about some cockroach man walking down the stairs. <laughs> funny shoes, funny shoes. <laughs> that's a rough, that's, that's, that, that, that's very uh, rough to watch nowadays. It's like, oh my God. You know, like, <laughs> foot, he's, like, he's like talking about like the size of shoes and shit. It's, it's it doesn't hold up because uh, for uh, I'm pretty certain this is the only movie where uh, Del Toro has like a uh, a mentally child child challenged child or person in a movie. He never did that again, and I'm wondering if he got a lot of flack for it when he did when he had this character in this movie. Because there are certain parts I don't know if you noticed it or not, but if I I, um, I feel like there's parts like closer towards the end that feel like um, parts are missing. Yeah. There, like it feels choppy, you know, at certain parts. Yeah, there was there was a bunch of scenes that, and you know, that's one of those. It'd be curious to watch the director's cut. Like I, right. the one that st- stuck out the most was when she is trapped. Uh, yeah. yeah, on the ledge or something. Yeah. There's a scene where it cuts to the other people for a second, then it cuts back to her, and she mm-hmm. just like looks up, and then it cuts away again. Like was the scene necessary did it need to be there it felt like there was something else that just they messed up on like really when it ramps up though towards the you know we're like uh marina savino's doing her thing and then uh her boyfriend's doing something else and it's like it just feels like he's going to that fucking boiler room and it's like cut back and forth it's like it just feels like this feels like scenes are there are scenes missing from here Mm -hmm. and it's still a long movie it's like what an hour and 45 minutes or something like that it's a pretty long movie yeah but I mean, for the most part, it doesn't feel that way until it gets closer to the, towards the end. I don't really think that Del Toro wanted to have that guy live at the end, the boyfriend. I feel like he probably wanted him to die as well. But it feels so tacked on when he comes out of the subway with a blanket on. He's still alive. It just doesn't feel like um, it doesn't so, feel like a Del Toro moment. So, so there's uh, I forgot where I read it. There's an alternate ending he wanted. Oh, okay. For the movie, where yes, the guy died. Right. Uh also, he originally wanted uh, what's his name, Andre Brower, okay, to play the the main guy in the movie. Okay, so okay. there were there were two different endings. One of them, he originally wanted Andre Brower to be in it because he wanted the ending of the movie to signal like you have a white woman, a black male, and this kid, you know, like a union between right. people. Right. So he wanted that. But then he also had an ending that was deemed too dark where uh, he died. She was going to come out of the she was going to come out with the kid and like, you know, everything's OK and all that. And then they were going to hear clicking and she was going to look around and see one of the the oh. things. And it was supposed to signal that even though they thought they contained it all, the bugs have already spread and right. have integrated with the community. Right. But that was I, deemed too dark. I would have liked that more, honestly. I mean, I mean, it would have been more fitting to make a sequel from it. That too, but also it would make more sense. Uh, it would make more sense with this sequel that we did get, though. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. 
uh, since this person is dead, um, you know, this other this secondary person uh, kind of basically bring uh, takes the reins for her. But since Marina Sabino lives, you just you would figure that she just continues on to be an uh, entomologist. So, mm-hmm. but now, and then we get into the second movie with this per- this character that we see like maybe what fifteen minutes of in this whole movie. Yeah, she plays in the plays in an hour and twenty minutes of the next movie. She's the main character. It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 um it's it's quite good. Uh, I don't think some of the CGs it, it doesn't hold up. But thankfully. It's a lot of it's caught in shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell that uh, there. Uh, Del Toro he still uses a lot of practical effects when he needs to, though. And it's, it, they're good practical effects. They're great, and I love. Um, I don't love Chewie, but I love the fact that he plays the spoons and the. It's a communication. He can communicate, or uh, that's how the bugs communicate with this clicking sound, which I really like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's different. Yeah, and I forgot, I forgot what it's called. But yeah, like the clicking sound they make, the little, the little, yeah, yeah. like it's. <laughs> I I like that, and oddly, it's mostly in this film, than the other two that we will discuss. But right, but right. I guess because you know, bigger budget, bigger budget. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, in a, in a, I don't know. I mean. The other two could have been good too if they would have taken their time, but we'll get to that. Um, I do want to mention one thing before we, uh, if you have anything else to say on this, but I have like one thing, one else thing to say. I do love when the kids, uh, it's part of when the kids are getting killed and that one kid, like the yeah, yo kid, that kid, when mm-hmm. he trips and falls down like some fucking razor wire and shit. So he's like, <laughs> can't get out of this fucking razor wire, like our barbed wire, whatever it is. And the fucking bug just come up, just destroys this fucking kid. So not only could he not run away, he's caught in razor wire, bleeding from the ankles. And then a bug comes and fucking <laughs> impales his fucking face. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Not <laughs> a as, plus. Not um, as much uh, gore as I thought it was going to be. No, I don't. Yeah, you're right. There's not a, not, not a lot of gore. It's, it's, um, it is. It is gross though. I like how like the they find out the uh, the Judas breed. Uh, they're uh, forming lungs, mm-hmm. and uh, that great scene of like you know Marina Savino cutting off the lungs, and they have to put like this like pheromone over their body. Um, they're putting it all over the the windows of the subway train where they're hiding up in and or holding up in. Uh, they had to put they have to like squeeze that shit on like Charles S. Dutton's fucking gross fucked up leg. <laughs> <laughs> Although I for some reason in my head I thought his character went out it i thought he was supposed to go out like a big uh big bang sacrifice moment yeah almost i thought that's what was going to happen mm-hmm. but no he just walks out in the middle of the subway area mm-hmm. singing and then <laughs> he yeah, gets taken yeah. out <laughs> yeah i mean it's realistic i mean as much as it can be i mean what, what else can they do you know so and and it's it's great i mean you have, you have chewie's uh i would much rather have chewie die uh I feel like Del Toro would have did that in any of like like the end of like fucking Pan's Labyrinth, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah. Okay, all right. But the ending to that, that's a pretty brutal ending. Yeah. Um, it's like kill fucking Chewie, man. Fuck it. It's a worthless character, in my opinion. Like at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, I like the way the their wings are like trench coats. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, it's kind of noirish sometimes. Um, I like. 
I just like all the characters. I mean, they're they're all so different from each other. You have like a shoe shine guy with a deaf with a eventually challenged son. Uh, you have this lady who created the bugs, and uh, she can she can create something like the Judas breed, and it can evolve, but she can't have a baby. You know, they keep trying mm-hmm. to have a baby. Um, you have Charles S. Dutton, who's just kind of a security guard, but has all this extensive knowledge about the subway. Uh, you have the boyfriend, who's kind of a wet noodle, in my opinion. He's not really a very interesting character. But uh, Josh Brolin's, for some reason, more interesting than him, even though he doesn't really do much in it. I think I still find him interesting. Um, F. Murray Abraham is really good, which I guess is like Mina Savino's like, uh, teacher at one point, or still kind of is. Uh, yeah, I yeah. felt he, he was just in it to be a name. I guess so. It's just like special. I think it says like special appearance by F. Murray Abraham or something like that in the credits. Yeah, and I got a question for you about uh, good old Josh Brolin's death. Mm. All right. Okay, so he's, you know, tugging on the wire and his <laughs> yeah. legs are hanging down and the mm-hmm. thing gets him. Right. Does does he spit out blood or something? Or is that like mud that from him pulling on the wire that like shoots everywhere? Hmm. Like, it's a good question. Because been a while it, since I watched it. it does look like blood. But, like, I don't remember him spitting or anything. So in my head, I'm like, if it got his legs, how did blood shoot out up top? I don't know. I think maybe they just color. I don't know, actually. That's a good point, man. <laughs> I don't know. Like, not, don't... To, not to point out a fault in it. But, like, that was one of those things. Like, I was like, oh, he's going to. What the hell was that? I, I don't know. I mean, the, the blood. I, I know, I'm with you on what the blood codes. Like, I think they probably. It's weird, though, because it's still rated R. Yeah. There's still a lot of. There's still a lot of violence in it, and it's like I feel like they color they colorize the the blood to make, make it look more black, so they could like cut down the violence. Because mm-hmm. I've seen that in movies before. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's that's weird. It's, yeah, that's like, like I said before. I think there's uh, it's kind of choppy in places. I think that because this is a Miramax movie, fucking Weinstein's probably had him. They probably gave him a ton of notes and edit and chopped up his fucking movie. So probably, I have no idea. It's like a long time to get a director's cut too. I, and when it came out, it was just kind of like under the radar. I was like, it was like, I think it was at like Walmart or, or Target one day. Like, fucking what? Director's cut of, of Mimic? Whoa! I didn't like even a... know until looking up this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I've known for a long time. It's been out for a while. And it's got yeah, like could... a, a new special commentary, I think, with Del Toro. And I think it's got like a, a different uh, special feature, behind the scenes feature. Or maybe just like a uh, a conversation with him about it, but uh, there's there's a fairly a couple new things on there. Yeah, well he he had said because uh, I looked into it was after you'd already watched when I discovered it, and then I was just looking into the director's cut because I wanted to know like what some of the differences were. Right. Yeah. And uh, it said it cut out some of the gore and it added more talking scenes to it, but from what I read, he wanted the director's cut because. He said, some people didn't like the film. Some people don't like the film Mimic. And he said it bothered him because he did not shoot every piece of Mimic. Like most, a lot of scenes in Mimic were from a second unit. Oh, really? Yeah. And he said if he wanted, he said he wasn't happy with that. He said if the only way he would accept people not liking the film is if it was his work. So that's right. why he wanted a director's cut of it. That way, you know, you were sense. watching his work. Right. Yeah. It's it's always his vision. So it's interesting yeah. that the yeah he didn't get to see the second unit stuff. That's weird. 
it, it still turns out to be pretty good overall. I like it. I lo- I enjoyed it afterwards. Like, I enjoyed the film. Yeah, me too. I, I still enjoy it. I think it's a for, kind of a forgotten piece of uh, time, movie, you know, hit movie history. People, people like, you, when you were kind of uh, talking about sarcastically before, you know, people bring up a lot of talking about the Mimic. They all talk about Mimic. And we don't really talk about it anymore. But it was a, a, one of the better movies, I feel like, for that year. Um, it, it was an original it, it based off a, a book or a story or short story or something like that, um, that he, he adapted, but it's a really original idea. It's very cool. Um, it's different from the time and I've still never seen anything like it. So I got to give him kudos for that, man. Yeah. I tried to find, uh, like I looked up what it was from and all that after the third movie, <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I want to. I wanted to read it, and apparently, it's one of those things that you can find, but it's kind of lost in time, almost. Oh, the short story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It's such a. It's just such a like a niche. I, I don't know niche, but like it's such a just one-off kind of thing, you know. But it's a good story, so I, I definitely say go to HBO Max if you have it, or if you don't, run it off Voodoo whatever, and check it out. Yeah, I agree. All right, we're gonna move on. To 2001, we're going to talk about Mimic 2. Remember how a lot of children were sick from a terrible disease spread by cockroaches? We created a new breed of insect we hoped would make the roaches die out. Four years ago, an experiment went terribly wrong. Not all of them died. Some of them kept on mutating. Now the experiment has come back. Uh, Johnny, would you like to give us a synopsis of Mimic 2? All right. So the synopsis, what I have here off IMDb. A human mimicking giant bug survived Mimic. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And it's killing humans and stalking a woman whose bug slash biology school, who's a bug slash biology school teacher in New yes. York City. Yes. So, so this is the first time for both of us watching this. Yeah. What'd you think? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I liked it. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I've got somebody you did. So I can like. It's funny. Because uh, <clears throat> the way I would put these three films is almost first one theater, right? Like, Release right. in theater. Right. Second one is almost like direct to DVD slash not quite sci-fi original TV made right. for TV movie. Right. And third one I would say is like whoops, yeah. sci-fi original movie. <laughs> no one's gonna watch this. Yeah, but I, I, I guess because of what it is, I kind of like too. I mean, yes, it it has its faults, it has its problems, and there's plenty of it. Does it make sense? No. Does it make sense having a character like you said that was only in the first movie for fifteen minutes, maybe twenty minutes, if that? Maybe. Yeah. Suddenly have a starring role with there never being any mention until very late in the movie. That, you know, she knows about this. Right, right, yeah. I mean, but well, I enjoyed gonna... it for what it, like, I got laughs out of it. 
because of how dumb oh, things too. were. Me too, yeah. Well, I'm with you though. I like it too. It's because I like how it's fucking weird. Yeah. It's a weird movie. Like, yeah. I have I have my own synopsis. My synopsis was uh, Mick Two is about a lady with a relationship with relationship problems and a bug humanoid that's obsessed with her. Yeah, that I mean, that's the same thing too. <laughs> <laughs> Bag horrible opening credits though. Gotta tell you, oh, <laughs> it's a bit yeah. rough to watch. <laughs> like three D, like subway <laughs> and letters and stuff and. But uh, yeah, I, um, I don't remember the lady's name. I just called her Lady in my notes. Remy. Uh, what's her name? Remy. Remy. Okay, Remy. Okay. Good old uh, Remy. Good old. <laughs> good old Remy. Um. So yeah, like, uh, Remy. Uh, if you, you blink and you can miss her in the first one, but she's like Marina Savino's like assistant or whatever. Um, she at one point in the movie she takes the kids uh out of the subway and the camera doesn't follow her and that's the last time you see her. You never see her again. I didn't even know that. I thought the last time you saw her in the first movie was that scene in the beginning where she's like in a library or something with her. Is she taking a picture of herself while she's crying? Oh, no. Well, in the first movie. Does she take a picture of herself in the first movie? Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. She walks up. She's like, I'm so, uh, Marina Spino's like, I'm sorry I'm late. And she's crying and she just, she takes a picture of herself. She's like, I'm sorry. Ah. I have a bad date. And I was like, and then I watch, start watching this and I'm like. They took that one little thing and I made mean, it into this, this woman's life. In this I'm not, movie. So I'm not going to lie. Knowing that that was planted in the first movie <laughs> brings this up a notch now. <laughs> this adds to it. Yeah, this is this is a really like. Uh, all right. So like um, uh, uh, this is an odd movie. Like so this lady, Remy's got like um, she's a she's a teacher at what looks like an abandoned building. Like they show the out, like they show like the um the outside of the building, and I'm like, like, and I hear you hear her talking, and I'm like, what's happening? Is this like, like do people work at this building? And then like a cut to inside interior shot, and she's like ta- teaching kids <laughs> in classroom, and the the the, the, the school is like a, is is like in the escape from New York or some shit, man. <laughs> yes, people do work at this building. Three people. <laughs> Three people. Yes. Uh, uh man. <sighs> so. She so Remy um is does has no luck with dates, and she takes a picture of herself every time a date goes wrong where a man treats her uh, poorly, and she has a shrine to herself in her closet of all these fucking like photos with dudes' names underneath them, and it's like this whole like uh closet room like the closet is filled with pictures and the door behind the door is filled with pictures, and it is so bizarre. <laughs> It's so fucking bizarre, dude. Yeah, I didn't quite understand. I mean, she never really goes into explanation about it. Oh, no. Because I know, like, some of them have names on the bottom. I'm assuming those were the failed dates. But, like, then there's others, which I don't know if it was just, like, she, every time she's sad, every time she has a feeling. That's true. Uh, Yeah, so we got, uh, she's still riding a bike. They kept that too from the first movie. She rides a bike in the first movie. She rides a bike in this movie in the rain at night, mostly at night. Um, the the bugs, the the the, the juice bugs. We find out we, we find out very quickly in part two and part three. They don't really matter that much. They're like kind of like a they're like they're like the afterthought of writing the script. They go. I I like to think that three definitely. Yeah, three. But two, like these were other scripts. 
and like a lot of movies that are like direct to video and stuff, it gets like, looked like at the, some... uh, like the Hellraiser series. Yeah. Like they became like, they're like different scripts. They had nothing to do with Hellraiser, but they make them Hellraiser movies. Yeah. Like someone looks at it at a studio and is like, you know, you know what this movie needs? Cockroaches. Cockroaches. Yeah. It's, it's also is a classic. Um, it's also has that classic thing uh, where a side character has memories from uh, somebody else from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Like Remy has, uh, she has memories of, she has Marina Savino's memories from the first fucking movie. <laughs> no, that's not, I was like, that's nice to see. I like that. Um, the, um, the, so I guess the movie opens uh, with the dude coming out of subway with like three suitcases. We have no idea. This guy keeps looking over his shoulder or some shit. And he eventually gets hit by a car. Right. Yeah. Yes, he gets. Does the bug attack him for? He, I think the bug in the end he does get. He gets hit by the car him. and goes ping pong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, the bug like scares him. He runs and he gets hit by a car, and he does a <laughs> ping pong. And the way his body lands, I was immediately like, "We are in for a movie." Yeah, <laughs> this is it. Can't I wait. Was, I was even more confused, like when they go, like, like the the quote unquote crime scene. When the guy's like, uh, when the, the shitty uh, detective guy shows up and he's like, what we got? He's like, man, you ain't going to believe you ain't seen nothing like this, man. And like, there's no like, uh, like tape or anything. And presumably you would, you would assume that him saying that you'd never seen anything like this, he'd already seen it. But the guy's already, the guy's face down. Well, that's, that's what got <laughs> me was when they show up and they're like, you're not going to believe it. And then they flip him over. I'm like. So did y'all flip him over, saw yeah. what he looked like, and then flipped him back over for a dramatic <laughs> effect? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, why would you do this? <laughs> you guys are horrible cops. Horrible cops. Yeah, they're, they're, I wrote that's one of my notes. They're the worst cops I've seen in a long time. Very bad cops. Um, now, did you get confused like I did? But like, so so we find the, the uh, Chinese man's body, right? Yeah. Um, and then later on, like way later on in the movie. Um, when they're escaping uh, the bugs in the school, they go to they go down to a, another boiler room, like the first one. That's a boiler room, so they have to put a boiler room in this movie too. I don't know why, but um, they go down there, and that dude's got a flashlight or a lighter, and he drops yeah. the lighter, and he goes and gets the, he, he's reaching for it, and he finds a suitcase, right? Mm-hmm. Pulls it out, there's a body there, and I'm like, is that the same body? Yeah, so that could <laughs> that confused me too because what confused me even more was like he they reach down there and they find the suitcase, but didn't the officers say he had a suitcase that was filled with dirt? Yes, or something. So yes. I mean, didn't they find the suitcase already? But I mean, he did have three suitcases, so he had, he had three. Wouldn't you think they would take them like uh, they would take them into evidence? Yeah, and I mean. Wouldn't they have opened them up and wouldn't the little baby bugs have come out at a certain time? <laughs> Are we they, ruining a plot for a fourth mimic right here? <laughs> um, they, uh, I guess the detective comes to see Remy and like, like, Hey, do you know, oh, what's this guy's name? It doesn't really matter. Klasky. But anyways, what's his name? Klasky. <laughs> not him. Not him oh. the, the Japanese man. Uh, oh. a whole, like a whole first and last name. I don't remember his name, but anyways, He's uh the detective detective man is like, Hey, have you heard of this uh doctor such and such? And she's like, Yeah, I heard of him. She's like, You know what he does? He's like, Yeah, he like uh what does he do? Like ex- he like illegally export uh imports like bugs and sells them on like the black market or something like that. Yeah. So stupid. <laughs> uh 
Um, but yeah, it's a bunch of baby. I guess you would assume they're baby uh, Judas breed bugs. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's like this. This girl, Remy, gets like. She just gets like hounded by weird dudes. The detective like makes fun of her and treats her like shit. Uh, basically calls her like a whore at one point in the interrogation scene. It's very yeah. strange. And yeah, this bug, this fucking juice bug, loves this lady. Like this sucks for the whole fucking movie. Yeah, the bug is the bug is taken out. Basically, like they have to say later on, in case you couldn't pick up on it earlier, is. He's taken out the competition because for some reason he has fallen in love right. with Remy. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. quite understand that, but no. anytime she has a date or something, they or the Judas bug kills that person in order to cut down the competition and they think she's responsible. Right. There's like a um it's a weird like predator thing in here like they Hangs bodies up and like skins them, and that that was one of my favorite things in the movie. Well, I guess I had a couple things I really liked, but because <laughs> I thought it was dumb. But the scene where they're talking about how you know she did it, and Klasky tells that other cop like, "Hey, hand me that desk over there." Oh yeah, he's like, "I can't. That desk is like two hundred pounds or something." He's like, "Okay, then how are you going to tell me a woman half your size strung up two people over a light post that are two hundred pounds?" <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "That's a good point." That's a good point, yeah. But 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 before but uh, before that happens, he like berates her about it. Yeah, and it's like, well, I mean, if you didn't believe, if you don't really believe that she did this, you just and you gave this cop shit about it. Why are you giving her shit about it? <laughs> why call her a fucking prostitute or a hooker or some shit? And then like, hey, you know what? I think this lady's innocent. <laughs> it's like what? I don't get it. Well, I mentioned one of my favorite scenes, which is uh, uh, the picture shrine. I'll mention my other favorite scene, which is. Um, Remy, uh, like making a voicemail or leaving a voicemail or something like that. She's got like, two pairs of scissors and she's like using them as like interference through her phone, like a break, like breaking up her call. Oh, is that what's going on? I, I, that's what I assumed. Cause she's like talking and she'll stop, she'll stop and she'll like rub the scissors or clack the scissors together. And then like, yeah, like, you know, like the scene, like in, uh, you know, Pee Wee's Big Adventure or whatever with Dottie. Mm -hmm. using, she's like using these huge scissors <laughs> I'm like what is this <laughs> Fucking so fucking weird man That's um, because you had to show scissors To pay off the ending of the movie Right 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 uh, Oh I, I gotta make my other favorite scene uh, 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 Janitor man uh, Squashes bug Then uses other end of fork To scrape off the bug off his boot uh, Leaves the diner He says I'm late Goes to diner Leaves the diner Goes back to the school At like midnight or whatever And goes and does curl Like pull ups <laughs> Makes oh, no yeah. fucking sense <laughs> Let's see I'm gonna use I'm gonna use what you're saying To leave Well you know We've all been there I mean I'm a big guy You see a bar No one's looking You're like I'm gonna do this I gotta do this man I'm gonna prove this to myself That Yeah you know, it's but like, I'm not like doing outside. it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not doing it, which will pay off in a second. To you know, with a slice of pizza wrapped in my pocket. Oh which, my god, mother favorite scene you, you called it. Yeah, that. which I is which was one of my laugh out loud scenes when. Uh, <laughs> I laughed so, so hard. Well, we didn't we didn't say it yet, but basically the the Judas breed, well Judas 
breed one bug. <laughs> yeah, Drew's breed it's, bug. Uh, it's taking people's faces and wearing them. Right. But it's kind of like, it's weird the way it looks. Like their eyes are shadowy. And uh, yeah. so uh, it shows up and has Remy like sitting against the wall. And it's got the janitor's face on it. And it pulls out a slice of pizza out of its pocket and mm-hmm. offers her pizza. <laughs> offers her pizza. Yeah, there's a kid, uh, I forget this, it's a student, right? Um, he's like, yeah, my, my aunt's, she's running late or some shit. Oh, Sal. <laughs> Sal? Yeah, that was the kid, I think. Okay. Um, he's running late. Um, and I, I would assume that he also has some sort of weird fascination with her, too. He likes hanging out with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, they're late. She's like, all right, it's late. I'll just drop you off at home. Comes out of the classroom and then like the hallway is blocked with like chairs and shit, mm-hmm. like walled off. And then you have um, pawn shop man uh, from, from the, the crow, crow. John <laughs> Polito, um, and from the Rocketeer. He's a principal, and uh, we forgot to mention this. How could we forget, right? But we forgot to mention that uh, John Polito also told the police for some reason he let the police know that she gets around a lot. Oh, yeah. And it's probably her. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? And then basically she's going to turn into recognition and uh, recognition. Um, but anyways, uh, they leave the class and she's yelling for help. And John Plato comes and he's like, what the fuck's all this? And she's like, I don't know. It must be janitor, man. Must be pulling a prank. I'm like, this is what? We just walled off the entire hallway with chairs and desks and shit. This is a fucking prank. It's a wild prank, man. It's a good and, prank. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, Bug Boyfriend kills uh, Polito uh, and busts through the chair wall or whatever. And then it's a great scene that uh, Johnny brought up where he pulls the pizza, a slice of pizza out of his pocket and, and unrolls and everything. And, and then uh, Detective Copman comes in and shoots him and he comes from his chest onto everybody's faces. It's so strange. <laughs> Yeah, and he just comes out of nowhere, too. Out of nowhere, man. Yeah, he's coming out of nowhere. He's like, what the fuck? Just starts popping caps in him. Yeah, man. It's like the liquid, the the bug cum juice is squirting everybody in the face. That scene where they were... It's also the student, too. The older student. Nikki. Nikki. You got everybody's names. Nikki's like, he wants to fuck her. And... He doesn't really seem like he doesn't really seem like that's really out of her terror. Like she wouldn't say no. It's just I guess this this is the, the the position that they're in right now. She doesn't really want to do it. I guess maybe I don't really know. He doesn't seem like someone who should be going to that school. No. Well, you find out he's like living in the fucking attic, though, right? Yeah. Which is weird. Um, I guess to like to watch her. I don't know. Anyways, but he opens up. She's uh he's opened the suitcase which belonged to Chinese man. Uh, and she already knows it's full of bugs and she knows what the suitcase is for some reason. And then it's like this long, like, it's like, what is it? Like a solid 50 seconds, maybe a minute of them like squashing bugs. Yeah. Just <laughs> nonstop. It's crazy. They're Kinda doing remind, their part, right? Remind, yeah. I was about to say, it reminded <laughs> me of all those kids that are just squashing cockroaches and Sergeant Troopers. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Like they, they bring they build the music up too to make it like really intense and it's just like it's really awkward and stiff and weird and I don't know. Um, we also have this plot of the CDC. 
and they're investigating this as well. And they come around with the purple light, their purple light guns, and uh, it's like like forensic files or whatever. And they're going around like, and I guess they're just tracing uh, excrement or whatever that the bugs leave behind or something. Yeah, you know, they're using their black lights and examining the semen everywhere. That's all. That's what I, that's what I thought too. <laughs> that's what I thought too. Um. So, uh, which which yeah. almost felt like. <laughs> It almost felt like that was in here for them to go, okay, we're going to make a franchise out of this. And right. we're going to take this guy, which looking on uh, IMDb, he's only known as Dark Suit. Who's that? Oh, like right. The, yeah, you're right, you're right. So it's almost like they they just took, you know, this in order to create a franchise out of it. Yeah, like a, a Jason or something. Um. Well, what it comes down to is that uh, the CDC is going to uh, basically bug bomb this uh, this building, um, and uh, the cop, uh, cop man, Italian cop man, he's like, "Don't do it, man! Like they're still in there, you know. Uh, Remy's still in there." Um, and I think at one point, I might be wrong, I might misremember this, but uh, for some reason, they make her, they have her, make, they make her take her clothes off. They okay, so I was gonna bring that up only because it's one of my favorite things in movies where the Will people have the clothes a long, off. Yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, whenever it's a it's a long drawn out plan, and you're like, this has got to work, and then it immediately goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that was one of those scenes where they had the bug was following her uh, her sense, like her smell through the wall. Right, right. So they came up with the plan, like, okay, well, take your clothes off. We're going to pin them to the wall, which for some reason they also said it needed to be exactly like... A body? Yeah, it needed to yeah. be exactly <laughs> like you, so that, you know, it wasn't just clothes on a floor or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I would have been like, all right, lady, we're going to turn around. You pee on the wall. <laughs> like, it's the only way this can happen. The only way it's going to work, man. I guarantee but, it. Yeah, I guarantee this will work. <laughs> but uh, no, they pin it to the wall and then they start to leave. And then the phone rings and it drives the bug crazy. And then it comes through the wall anyway. And it's crazy because like he's going to uh, the uh, the tall kid, the older kid, he's, he's like, he's going to go answer it. And Remy's like, don't answer it. I'm like, why not? Like answer it. The, the fucking stop the bug from freaking the fuck out, man. <laughs> no, yeah, no, if you no, would have no. answered it, they wouldn't have gassed you. <laughs> right, right. Um so uh, they're they're trying to escape. I just thought it was weird that they made her take her clothes off. It was just I think it was just a cheap way to see some 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 boob. Well, you don't mm-hmm. see boobs or or ass or like that, but like she's wearing like you know boy shorts and a fucking halter top or something like that. But uh, so they're leaving, and then the bug shows or a bug boyfriend shows up, and she's like, tells older kids to just go. I'll hold them off. And I was like, okay. And then I was surprised that she gets stabbed by the bug. Yeah, that surprised me. But then when you find out why she got stabbed, it... yeah, that's when it, it, it was. It's like you were just saying just now, like this, they coming up with this plan and immediately it fails. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this, like oh, that's interesting. And then like the next scene, like oh, okay, well. <laughs> all right. It's almost it's almost like there should have been more to the movie. And I mean, considering the runtime of the movie was what an hour twenty two minutes. Hour twenty two, yeah. So like it's almost as if there might have been plans for that because. To, to go into it a little more for those out there, uh, the bug stabs her, 
And right. you find out later on when she's at the hospital and she lives and all that, that the bug implanted its babies in her. And the w- reason she survived right. was the babies basically ate away the, the, the kind of like maggots. Like they ate this, away. Yeah, like the, like the dead skin and healed, basically healed. The bug came on her and it healed her. Yeah, pretty much. So, so it's almost as if maybe there was a scene in there where it was like, okay, the bug's going to stab you, impregnate you. Then blah, 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 A, B, C, D, F, G is going to happen. Then you're going to be in the hospital and this is going to happen. And somewhere along the lines, they were like, we don't have the budget. We're going to have to cut all this. <laughs> it's like, where, what can we cut out that makes the most sense? Yeah. And they, they cut this out for some reason. Yeah. Oh, I, I, uh, I don't know. How about, how about that? Um, uh, how about that scene? The deodorant scene? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Kid, old kid, uh, I guess is sweaty, mm-hmm. and bring, bring, uh, before they head out to go to the next room, uh, he takes out a small uh, stick of deodorant and like rubs it on his face, rubs it on his hands and arms, and he's like gonna give it to them. And I thought like maybe he was actually holding like like they did in the first one, and they have the lungs. Mm-hmm. But then if, then you uh, then you sl- you you find out pretty quickly oh, he's just got a stick of deodorant. And I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> and everyone else doesn't get it either in the movie. They're like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Well, they, she says, I think, like, you know, they smell sweat and all that. Hmm. And I think she tells him that because I know they mentioned that in the first movie. So I think okay. she tells him that because, you know, she remembers everything from the first movie that she didn't take part of. Yeah, right. right. So, like, I thought, like, okay, he's doing that because, you know, a dry stick of deodorant or whatever. So it holds back your sweat. And my mind, though, like, if that's how I'm going to survive, I don't care who's used that deodorant before me, where they've put it. Like, oh, I'm going to use that stick everywhere. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm, I'm totally with you, man. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, she creates, uh, she finds out uh, uh, Remy um, carries around her pol- uh, Polaroid camera and she finds out that uh, uh, that bugs don't like the bright light, like a gremlin. And um, he doesn't, she, she creates, I don't know, it's so strange. But they escape the bug in school and uh, she puts like, three or four like tiny desk lamps on the ground like to face the the door so the bugs won't come in so stupid i thought the picture thing was going to pay off with like a slight scare no where like she was going to reach out the door take a picture and then pull the thing back to look at it and mm-hmm. it was going to be right there like right. in the in the picture right but no that didn't happen that didn't happen <laughs> or the movie like there's another movie like this too right or, or, or am i just thinking of gremlins that's like this, that somebody has like a Polaroid camera and takes it and it takes a picture of a, a creature and it doesn't like bright light. But I, I think it's just Gremlins. I mean, there's the one scene in, yeah, there, there's the one scene in Gremlins. In the bar? Yeah, where. Phoebe Cates is like hitting all yeah, them with she, the camera. Yeah, she's trying to get out. Yeah, I was. I thought it was. I thought I was. At first, I no, was. No, there thinking, is something else. I just can't. Something else. I immediately go to Pitch Black for some reason, but I know that's definitely not it. No, I was thinking that movie Darkness Falls. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the Tooth Fairy doesn't like the light. You know that might be it. I don't remember it, but that might be it. Yeah. Oh God, let's talk about that one day, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what a pilot shit. Um, but uh, oh right, I forgot. I was just looking at my notes. Creepy uh, tall kid who likes it, likes Remy too much grabs her boobs. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because <laughs> she could die any minute now. Could die any minute. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, well, you're gonna die any second now. 
or some stupid shit. I don't know. She has the same expression the entire time. She never really reacts very differently from scene to scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I do uh, find it hilarious. Like you're saying before when she's in the hospital and she's like, like she, you could tell, like she was thinking like, we we're thinking too, like, did I get pregnant? Like, is there anything in there? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, um, did we miss something so that yeah, there will be a something? sequel? I don't know. I don't know. And, he, he, and then the doctor, like, he explains everything. All mm-hmm. of it. He explains it all. Like, like, well, uh, it's very smart that whoever uh, helped you with your wound did this. And it's kind of like what he was used to do back in the Egyptian days with maggots. And it's like, what? Like, <laughs> explain you have everything. You to put a nice bow on this and explain everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that looking at Looking at my note, one of my notes I took, though, I just remember, I kind of like the scene where the, you were talking about the janitor going down the alley. Yeah, uh, I liked it when he's going down the alley and like you could see the creature standing there, and then it turns and like scurries up the wall. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Like I, I kind of like stuff like that in movies. Well, I gotta say, um, I know we're poo pooing it and we're talking about all the, the stupid shit. In it. That's kind of why I like the. That's why you kind of like it too, because it's really stupid and there's bizarre yeah. things in the movie. But the movie doesn't look that bad. No, it's not it, a bad looking movie at all. No, Weird. and yeah, I mean, you know, we've said a lot of bad things about it and a lot of funny things about it, but. I mean, I I enjoyed it when it was done. Like, it made me go, man, if the third is anywhere near as good as this, like, this is going to be great. This might become a great trilogy to me. <laughs> and then that was quickly shattered. Yes, it was. Yes. Um. So uh, we got some. I, I this is probably one of the most interesting parts. Well, I don't know if it's, it's I don't know if it's exciting as the Polaroid uh, shrine, but. Um, the CDC think that they let her go, right? They're oh like, my god, hey, yeah, we haven't even talked about the end. <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 a it's a pretty great ending, I think, in my opinion. Uh, well, it's a great scene in the ending, but um, the CDC let her go, right? Like you're free to go or whatever. Um, and she goes and she for some reason adopts this kid, the Sal kid. <laughs> Makes mm-hmm. no sense. Where is your aunt, fucker? And he finally like he doesn't have an aunt, and I guess he's like a homeless kid. Yeah, I just this assumed he was a homeless kid. Yeah, okay, right. You're I, I didn't know they kept they kept talking about the ant, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I would have never said, predicted I got lots of ants and shows are the thing. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> There's lots of ants, yeah. But I I I I never predicted that she would adopt him. Well <laughs> never tec- would assume. Technically she doesn't adopt, she's the foster. <laughs> she even Alex. she even has to explain that, like, you know, this isn't I'm just fostering you. You're not staying with me forever. Right, right, right. But um, so they go home. Um, her door is fixed because early in the movie, uh, uh, one of her old exes or old dates that went bad uh, come to give her flowers, but he like breaks the fucking door down like Jason Voorhees. Um, uh, Oddly they, enough, his name was Jason. No shit. Yeah, forgot about that. Um, he breaks it down, um, uh, but she comes back at the end of the movie and the door's fixed. And while they're there, uh, they see the suitcase. <laughs> Uh, the bug suitcase. And, so, uh, go ahead, go ahead. How long do you think passed between that goes into that goes into like descending here between, you know, when yeah, yeah, quotation marks Klasky is trying to carry her out of the building. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. And faints, and then she's in the hospital. Uh-huh. They let her go. She's uh-huh. going home. The CDC people are going through the building right. and they find the body 
Right. And they point out, oh, that's Klasky's body. How yeah. much time goes by? Like, how much time were they going through the oh, and building? The pa- and the paperwork to, for, to foster the kid. Yeah. Uh, I thought it had only been like a couple of days. But it had to been longer than that. It had to be like, it'd have to be like a week or so. I thought it, like, to me, yeah. Okay, so like her in the hospital, getting out, the fostering thing and all that, which I didn't even throw that in. Like, yes, to me, that's like, okay, maybe a couple weeks or something like that. Right. But it took them a couple weeks to go through, like... The burned building? Yeah, to find this yeah. body. <laughs> they find them pretty quick. I thought that yeah. was like that. I thought it was like that night, honestly. And they, yeah. don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't get to her and tell her, hey, he's still... There's, uh, it's not, uh, there's something still out there. It's still loose out there. Um, and she gets a knock on her door, and she opens it up. He opens it up, and it's... It's, that, it's Detective Man... But not detective man. It's 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 bug boyfriend with with a weird detective man mask over his face. I getting into that like the very first time you see the bug cut his face, like when they're in the hallway or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious because he cuts it and it puts like a wound on his face. Right. Like an actual cut, and yeah. then it cuts away, and then it comes back, and it's red like red paint smeared <laughs> on his face. Like the cut's yeah. gone. It's just yeah, red yeah, paint yeah. at this point. But I'm yeah, go surprised. go on with the end. <laughs> well, it's, it's uh, an uh, well. This is what I wanted to happen. So she like caresses his. He's got flowers too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that, that that's like almost like uh, a cherry on the on the fucking cake, man. But um, she like rubs his gross, oily face, like his slimy face. <laughs> his eye, his eyes are really fucked up, like weird looking. It looks yeah, they're like, like shadowy. It, Almost yeah. like, you know, when someone goes blind and they have like this, or like when a dog or something goes blind and has right, a shadow. Right, right. Like cataracts or something. Mm-hmm. But I like, it's creepy. And then I was going to hope that she was going to make out with him, but that doesn't happen. <laughs> well, he almost, he almost has a look on its face like, you know, yes, this worked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> happy look. Like I, like, I can't believe this is working. This is working. <laughs> I knew this would pay off. <laughs> Um, and she has those badass scissors, man. Starts cutting them up. I think it's been a yeah. while since so I watched it. It was like, like like last week, but yeah, it's a bunch of quick cuts where she's like, nah, nah, like yeah. And his head starts to dangle, and yeah, yeah. And then there's a weird scene where um, it's trying to sting her, but her butt blocks the stinger. And uh, it was it was almost like it couldn't lift its arm enough to sting her. Right. Right. But her butt is her butt's blocking it though. Yeah, it almost looks like you know it could sting her butt, but you know could couldn't happen. She basically like she basically like decapitates the, the the bug bug boyfriend. So yeah, because they have the line earlier in the movie to pay off the very last line in the movie mm-hmm. about you know a cockroach can live up to you know eight to nine days without its head. And then oh. it dies of starvation. So then that's why at the very end of the movie, she goes over and she sits next to Kid. Sal. And yeah. he's like, eight to nine days, huh? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah, it ends like that. With them laying on the ground together. And uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. 
I was really excited about that. when when Hubes Dortmund sees him. I was like, oh my god, is this happening? Yeah, this he's is still, amazing. <laughs> and he's got blood and stuff on him. Yeah, he's gross. His suits all bloody and gross and shit. And which which made me then go like, did he have this face on? Was this Klasky whenever he uh, carried her out at the end? Because you see yeah. her fall out, but you don't see him fall out. So was that no. really Klasky or? Was that the Roach Klasky, or was it really Klasky? And you just don't see the Roach grabs him and pulls him away. And I, I just gotta be a bug boyfriend, man. And then, what That's was the plan if he made it out of the opening with her? And then, then everyone sees <laughs> yeah. this and goes, huh? They something. fucking shoot him, <laughs> shoot the fuck out of him. Yeah, it was weird. Um, it was different though. It was like, uh, I like that ending, and there's a lot of weird uh, shit in this movie. But um, it's a short one, so I definitely say check it out. It's on on uh, again. It's on HBO Max. So. Yeah. Anything else to say on this one, Johnny? No, I mean I'd say yes. Check it out. It, like if you don't go into it expecting a masterpiece at all, don't oh, no. go into it thinking like, oh, you like the first movie, you know, this is gonna hold up like the first movie in any way. Go into it going. You know, I just want a fun little, a fun little movie that I'm going to make fun of, like maybe with a couple of your friends. <laughs> right. Oh, I just forgot about this, Johnny. The hole in the ceiling. The hole in the ceiling. Remember that when it pans out at the end? Oh, yeah. It's like a this huge hole, like in the ceiling. And oh, the camera, yeah. Like, and... Camera's like pulling out, like out and out and out and out like huge hole like tunnel into her room like like the like bug boyfriend's been staying there like jerking off to her pictures and shit <laughs> that's so weird but i'm with johnny uh it, it's it's uh classic straight to uh vhs trash so but it's fun so check it out all right on to the third film get my notes and I have a note up here that says, told Johnny, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about uh, 2003's Mimic 3 Sentinel. With a terrifying discovery deep beneath the city. That egg is one of thousands underground. The tale of horror continues. They adapt. That's how we made them. They don't have to be any bigger or stronger. So they got smarter. All right, we do. I'll do you do the synopsis here. I'll do the synopsis for this one. All right, a man enclosed in a plastic bubble. His sister and their best friend must defend an apartment complex from the mutant Judas breed insects. You should be fucking sued for that synopsis, man. It's not, that's not even close to what fucking happens. It's not, even, it's not even a plastic bubble. It's like a, it's like a sheet, like a shower, shower curtain on the fucking ceiling. They couldn't even afford the bubble. <laughs> no, no. I want to say one thing before he's uh, poo poo on this thing. Um, this is directed. This is written and directed by JT Petty. JT Petty made a really good movie. One really good movie. It's called The Burrowers. 
It's like oh, a west. Yeah. It's like a western monster movie from like the early two thousands or something like that. But it's a really good movie. Uh, I don't. This and it's before. It's uh. It's after this. Long after this, two thousand eight, I believe. Uh, but man, I someone's got to start somewhere, I guess. So we mm-hmm. started here with this, and Jesus Christ. Oh, also, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you did the research, but JD Petty also wrote those Outlast games. Oh, really? Yeah, he wrote the stories for those. Those are good. Yeah, those are fun. But yeah, um, this is this is like uh, 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 was sold. This was sold to me as Rear Window with bugs, and you know what? There's a guy with a, there's a guy with a camera. He's okay. in a he's in a fucking apartment building, and he's uh, kind of like. He's not like uh, James Stewart. Where he's in a wheelchair with a cast in his foot. He's he's uh, he had the Strickler's disease, and I guess he's uh, staying in the room to I, I, to I don't know why. He's he's kind of allergic to everything. It's it seems like even though there was a cure to the Strickler's disease, that there wasn't really a cure to the Strickler's disease. Like okay. people who it's they said he was one of the very last kids to have it. Okay. So it's almost as if he's still infected by like the air, like the girl that shows up throughout the the movie, like her perfume that she smoked before. Right. Things right. like that. But bef- before you go in, just to put this movie into a place that everyone can get an assumption of where it is. All right. I'm just going to say two things. Number one, 2003. And number two. Stars Lance Henriksen. So you go ahead and toss that into wherever you think it should be right now. Right. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Weirdly enough, there's also Amanda Plummer. She's a great actress. And I'm just like, I don't get it. Why she's yeah, I, mean, this movie, I, but... I love Lance Henriksen. But I mean, Me too. He, has, he has done so much. He's just one of those names that gets thrown into garbage 24-7 just because. I mean, he did VOD trash forever. I think he yeah. kind of, I think he stepped away from it now. But man, I mean, for the longest time. Lance Henriksen was like in every fucking movie, man. Yeah, and he was one of those names that, I mean, almost like, you know, you had me watch the thing about Bruce Willis and how he is now. He's almost a guy that he's in a movie, like an hour and ten minute movie for yeah. five yeah. minutes of screen time. And he's a name they put on the box. Right, right. And I, 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 would, I would also say Lance Henriksen, he's acting in this movie, though. Yeah. He's he's not bad in this. He's probably the best actor in this movie. But he's well. Besides, I think Amanda Plummer, the mom, is really good. I, I just like Amanda Plummer. But but he's not. This is before he really started like uh, just lazily going to movie to movie to movie. He's actually acting in the movie. He, his name is Garbage Man in this. Like he's <laughs> the real name. It's just called Garbage Man, and he's the first dude in the fucking credits. So you know, I don't know. This movie is very fucking boring. Yeah, it's very slow. It's very boring. I I get what they were trying to go with this and what they were trying to do, but this is one of those movies, like we said earlier, that clearly was made with a different thought in mind, and they threw the mimic name onto it. Yeah, I mean, I think there is, what, 10 minutes of Judas Bugs in this? Yeah. Maybe 10 minutes? Maybe? Might be shorter than that, actually. I don't know. They're barely in here. And you get a lot of just shadows, right? Right. For a, yeah. for a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. You have, everything's like on a soundstage too. But you do you do get a kid killed off. You do get a kid killed off. Yeah, I have that in my notes as well. Um, so that was a that was one of those things where I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Like it, 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 it plays it like a like an indie drama, like a shitty indie drama. It's, it's I'm, I'm sorry, uh, JT Petty, but man, uh, none of the people are interesting. They're all boring. Uh, I, I don't know what you're trying to do here, man. I, I think I guess he was trying to make it uh, uh, kind of a higher, more thought provoking sort of thing in this kind of small little secluded world, but it's not at all. It's just fucking dull, man. The, the main character is. What's his main character's name? Marvin or whatever. He's boring. Like he basically he's a stalker and a fucking weirdo. And he takes pictures of people on the street. I mean, James Stewart doesn't do, even do that in Rear Window. He just like looks through the camera lens. He even takes pictures. Mm-hmm. This guy's taking pictures and he's like making collages of people and like basically making up stories of their lives. Which there could be something interesting to do there too. But he doesn't do it. No one does anything in this fucking movie. Yeah, it the whole film is I think very darkly shot. It is, yeah. Like is. and I remember so much that I forgot what scene exactly it is. I uh Oh, it's when her uh the girl's drug dealer gets attacked. Right, right. Okay, right. When the drug dealer guy gets attacked and uh they're screaming like, "Oh, says something along the lines of holy shit he's hurt it looks like there's blood everywhere and i'm sitting there going i'm looking at this movie from the perspective of this camera is showing me what's going on like i'm a foot away from the action right and i can't tell what's going on how are you telling way up in this window right i can't either yeah there's angles he um there are angles that he's looking at that he shouldn't be able to look at the camera is it's tiny it's a tiny camera yeah and he's seeing like really far away, like really like miles away. And he's somehow seeing like total like conversations happen like around the corner and shit. Makes no sense. Um, he's got like a inha- inhaler, kind of like uh what's his name from Idle Hands? It's like around his neck. Mm-hmm. Um uh you know, I I guess I like the scene where he goes out uh in, with the oxygen tank. It's I guess it's it's an interesting scene, I guess, for a character to do. Uh yeah, I mean, this is there's not a lot of meat on this bone. It's not as fun as part two, obviously, and it's not as good uh, or uh, exciting as part one. Um, yeah. But but uh, yeah, I mean, it's really not a lot to say. It's got a weird ending, though. I'll say that much. The ending yeah, it, is strange. The movie's short. It's only an like it's an hour and ten minutes, yeah. something like that. So, it's an hour, like hour and ten minutes, yeah. So I mean, once it starts, it ends, and <laughs> it's just, I mean. I don't know if I do have anything positive to say about it, really. I, I mean, don't either. The, I, I was, tra- was grappling for straws. I have nothing, like, like, yeah, just nothing here. For I me. mean, like, the mom's death was pretty good. I like that. That's what I'm saying. It's man, plumber's like, it's a solid thing. I mean, there are scenes with Hendrickson, just just in general, him acting is solid, but the, it doesn't help the movie at all. Yeah. And we, we didn't mention uh, the cop that gets called over who just wants to bone the mom right he's not a cop at all yeah he's he's like a detective like a low-grade detective yeah uh but i mean i think uh the end the ending's kind of weird because you get it where basically what it is is uh lance henriksen and then they have a uh a judas breed like egg sack that they're trying to Evolve or yeah or or or, or, or uh, uh 
hatch or some shit. Uh, yeah. But like, like, but so like, Lance Henderson's like a, a he's a scientist, right? And also helped on the Judas Breed at the beginning with Maria Savino. Yeah. And he's basically like the fucking guy in part two who gets hit by a car. He's basically selling this shit on the black market. And you're wondering like, why? Why do you want this? Yeah, I mean, and it makes sense that the most violent death in the movie was him. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I mean. And I mean, he takes forever to go down. <laughs> <laughs> he took a long time to go down. Yeah, I mean, he gets oh, yeah. stabbed a lot until he, he takes one lot, to the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, and then in my head, the way the ending was shot. So he's got uh, what's the the guy's name? The main well, the main dude, whatever the hell his name was. Whatever his name is, yeah, boy, yeah, boy bubble. So you got him and his uh, girlfriend or whatever, Carmen. Wait. No, is it Carmen? Rosie. Rosie? Oh, no, no. I think you're right. It's the girl that he likes, the blonde lady. Carmen, yes, because, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, because the sister's in the car that gets attacked by the bugs. Right. They put, him, put her in the trunk or something. Yeah, and so uh, you got the girlfriend, and they're in the building, and, you know, she gets hurt and falls down. Yeah. And then he, ta- he takes the Judas egg thing, throws it in the oven, lights a whole bunch of uh, the oxygen tank things right. on and fire. It, it explodes. In my head, I'm thinking... Explosion. Yeah, in my thing, I'm like, that'd kill her, that'd kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Like, he, just, he just jumps Although, in the refrigerator. He hops in the fridge, and as we've learned, fridges can survive nuke blasts. Nuclear blasts, yes. So, from an oven a foot away, clearly he survives. Right. Even right. though there's holes in this thing from where it's these holes everywhere. Yeah, it's full of rust and shit. It's all fucked up. Which I did, I did like he's holding the fridge door shut as they're attacking it, and like they're stabbing through, and you see them stab through and stab him. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So that I kind of like, because I'm like, yeah. you know, I was waiting tons of times in this movie for, or actually through all three, for there to be some sort of death where a character's like leaning up against the wall or something, and sure. the creature like stabbed through the wall and stabbed the person. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, like there's a big explosion and he survives. Yeah, he survived. Or do they? I mean. You know what I mean? They could be clones or something. I don't know. Who knows anymore? I mean, I'm I'm surprised that they haven't gone on further in the Mimic series after this. I'm surprised, too. This is 2003. It just haven't been another sequel since. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, at this point where you got sequels to almost everything, it almost seems right that you would have gotten something it, to it, this. It, unless, it might happen. Who knows? Yeah, unless there's something somewhere that prevents. Like, maybe maybe Guillermo del Toro had the rights to it and it reverted back to him after. Well, that so could be very time. possible. I mean, this yeah. is, I think dimension, I think dimension did this. Yep. And dimension I, did I, all, they did I love their logo when it too. appears. How about, that, how about that beginning though, with the, the, the dimension logo, it's green. You have like a cockroach running on top of it. <laughs> that just added to it. <laughs> oh Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not a lot to say about this movie because there's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of things that happen. I mean, at the end, the dude, uh, main dude, is uh, in a bed, and uh, he's uh, yeah, lady comes in and uh, touches his hand, and you assume it's her. It looks kind of like her. It's kind of foggy. It's not very clear. I don't think, from what I remember. And uh, yeah, it ends like that. So. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was going to be like, I I guess it's supposed to play off. He doesn't know if that's really her or if that's you know a mimic yeah on the other side of the thing but it reaches through and touches his hand and 
I thought it was going to be like an extra step where like you saw her eyes and like maybe her eyes twitched and you were supposed to go, oh my God, they're better. Yeah. 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 They've perfected their mimicry. (laughs) But I don't know. It ends. Then there's credits. And then I look back at the hour and 10 minutes I wasted and. Well, we got part two, which is cool. So we, we, we you know, we're, we're, we're probably some of the uh, rare ones that actually see, can say, yeah, I've seen the, the Mimic trilogy. I've seen it. Yeah. I mean, considering I didn't know it was a trilogy until we agreed to cover the first movie. And then we looked it up and we're like, oh, there's three of these. Yeah, I forgot, man. I remember, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing this, uh, this on the, on the, uh, in the video stores and shit for rent on VHS. Well, yeah, I, I know I've seen the cover before. And that that's the thing, too, is it's called Mimic Sentinel. I don't know why it's called that. And, like, there's no, nothing tells you about a Sentinel. Nothing tells you about, you know, why it has that. Yeah, I don't know why it's called that. It makes no sense. It's, well, I guess the best way we could do right, the best thing we could do is look up the word Sentinel and actually look at what, it's, what it means. Because I'm pretty sure they call the bugs soldier bugs at one point. Oh, okay. Because I know in the first movie they call it like soldier bugs. Soldier bug, yeah. That's what that's what attacks Maria Sinovina at the end. Yeah. Yeah, Sentinel right here. Sentinel is a a soldier soldier or guard whose job is to stand and keep watch. Which I guess they do stand around and like look at people and shit in this movie. (laughs) They do that a lot. Still dumb. Just call I I just I don't know. Not a lot of thought put into this thing. No. But uh hey folks, there you go. That's the the mimic trilogy. Um uh enter if you dare. Uh definitely check out part uh see the original one and uh definitely check out part two for a good time. It's a lot of fun. Stay away from three. Stay away from fucking three. And man. I th- and I think if you look back between the recent podcasts we've been doing, and if you go to even look at like, you know, the older stuff that we did before, I don't think there's been many movies that I've ever said, don't check it out. Right, right, yeah, yeah. One of those I'm gonna say, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it, yeah. Forget, forget about forget it. This. I mean, it's it, I mean, uh, there's really nothing there, at all. It's a fine-looking no. movie, whatever. But I mean, it is as uh, shallow and as dull as a, a movie can be. It is. It, there's no meat to it at all. Unless you just want to see Lance Henriksen die, in which case, pretty sure there's a thousand other movies you could check out. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. I mean, just more. There are also there, there are more fun later. I mean, you can watch fucking uh, Hellraiser, what Hellworld or whatever with, with Lance Henriksen. It's more fun than this fucking movie. Way more entertaining. <laughs> and it's got Henry Cavill in it too. So check that out. Really? It's like a very young Henry Cavill. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's not a good movie. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can check it out. <laughs> uh, but anyways, thanks Johnny for being here. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun doing it, even though the third one sucked. It was still fun to go and, and watch all these and and talk about them. Oh, yeah. Well, folks, thanks for sh- hanging out with us and listening to the show. And, uh, well, until next time, uh, be safe out there. Take care of each other. Don't be a piece of shit. And we'll talk to you next time. Later. Later. Sometimes you're above. Yeah. Sometimes you're above.